You ready for me to pray? Yeah. Reverend Lyles, why don't you go ahead and pray? Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for this gathering here. And your word, you said, what, two or three gather together in thy name and agree, thou be in the midst. Truly thou is in the midst. Most of all, we thank you for your wonderful gospel. How did Christ die for our sin? was buried and rose again. I continue to believe it to the saving of the soul continues to make heaven your home before you sleep and after you sleep. Heavenly Father, we ask you to bless everyone in Radio Land and their family. And Heavenly Father, we know everything is in your hand and can't no harm come to none of us unless it be according to your will. And we give great thanks for that. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. Right now, in the time that we're in, we thank you so much for that prayer. Now, what you have for us for today, Rev? Oh, uh, Corinthians, First Corinthians, the 15th chapter. Verse 1, it's, it's talking about the coming of the Lord and the first resurrection. It said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein ye stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of a boy, five hundred brethren at one of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are falling asleep. After that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, and I am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labor more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach and so ye believe. Well, you know, you know, right there, you know, for people not aware, uh, that's Paul. And and let's give a little history about him. Now, he wasn't an apostle because he said his job was to go out and prosecute. And that means be up to the Christians. And that's why I said, you know, he's going on his faith that what he's doing, that he was transformed, okay, from being like everybody else to becoming an apostle of God. Am I right? Yeah. But he 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 wasn't uh, 
when he when he got his conversion, that's when he right. became an apostle because he saw Jesus Christ mm-hmm. on his way to Damascus. He knocked him off for that donkey or either ass. Which one? It's a donkey or ass. Maybe a Passover, 
And it's the proof that Christ had went to Calvary and died for your sins, my sins, and the sins of the world. And that's the purpose of Easter is to talk about Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. <coughs> and those are that's what people need to believe, and, and then they would not have a vain belief if they believe that. But if they don't believe it, they're going to have a vain belief. Okay, why don't you explain what the vain means, Rev? Vain means empty. You never have received it. it just like the scripture said, man referred darkness rather do, than he do to light because his deeds are evil. So they're in unbelief. And unbelief, you can't get no more with God in unbelief. And the key, and the key thing is for a person to believe you don't have to see nothing to believe it. You believe it because you know this is the beginning of God. Fearing of wisdom and knowledge is your beginning with God. You ain't ain't no man never seen God, but if he believed that they'll bear the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he will see him. And that is a promise. Well, right now, that's why I'm saying now, you know, even like in, in, in wrong with the poker, okay? Normally he has a crowd around him. There's no one there. But at the same time, everybody's faith, okay, is being tested right now to show you how real you are, that God can still touch you no matter where you are, that he's in your heart and with you. Right. But you know, the, you know, the Pope is a false prophet. I'm telling you, according to the scripture, because they that read the scripture instead of letter killing and the spirit giving life. Those are your false prophets that bring the word as is dead because they don't even think about Christ. They think about themselves. And they the wicked. And they the first one that's going to go to hell. The false prophets, they going to hell. They the one that's messing with God's people. And they the one that's hindering. And this world is built up on Satan's system. It ain't never been on a godly system. It's been on Satan. Satan is about ruling this world. Well, right now, that true thing cannot be said that, you know, that for all that people want to say. And, you know, some rep, you know, it's the kind of thing uh, that people get dressed up. They buy, you know, kids, you know, they, you know, it's become like a holiday. It's really... That's no, no. That's no. That's gathering with no people. Get dressed. People go to church a couple of times a year. I think it's like on, uh, like on, on Easter, they either Mother's Day or Father's Day, or probably for New Year's or for Christmas. And all the time they go show up when they get in the new clothes. Am I right? Yeah, they do that. But you know the the, the reason uh, Christ is daily in your life. He ain't just on one day. You know, one special day. These people are, 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 are the false prophets that they care and they think God needs them. You need God. That's why you need to be born again, believe in death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. These people out here just lying and doing every kind of stuff to deceive people. That's Satan his demons deceiving people. But you got to read the word of God and get saved. It said, the word said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you come in. We are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. 
which is his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And nothing else. Yo, P. Day ready. It's the new swag, baby. Woke up this morning and I told myself, not gonna worry about what I cannot help. People dying innocently, hate is spreading rapidly. I'm not talking apathy, but some things God's gotta work. Whoa, he's gotta work. Yeah, he's gotta work. Whoa, he's gotta work. Yeah. Check it out. I ain't gonna worry. I ain't gonna worry about the money in the bank. I ain't worried about it. Come on. I ain't gonna worry about the gas in the tank. Fill me up, fill me up. I ain't worried about it. I ain't gonna worry about the things I can't control. It is what it is. I ain't gonna worry about it. All I do is pray about it. Hold up. Why? God's got it. God's got it. God's got it. People looking for jobs, no one looking for God I know that you heard, but in time God is really gonna work Whoa, he's gotta, yeah He's gotta, whoa He's gotta, yeah I'ma let him do it first I ain't gonna worry about the money in the bank I ain't gonna worry about it, I can't worry about it I ain't gonna worry about the gas in the tank I know who supplies my needs
Okay. Go ahead. Uh, life is good on a beautiful, beautiful, you know, it's kind of crazy weather here in St. Louis. Uh, we had 70 degrees, 90 degrees the other day, and now we're down to back in the 40s and the 50s, but it's going back and back and forth. But the good thing about it, we all alive. And also, we have to start to make prayers for the whole world in our country, and the United States of America, as we as Together we all are fighting this, this virus, you know, you can call it virus, you know, coronavirus, you know, COVID-19 virus, but no matter what you want to call it, we are in a, in a, in a time where we all need to look out for each other, pray for each other. And also, I'd like to let people know this, one important thing to understand is that if you watch all these videos that's being put up on TV and all that, we only have to feel people in our country. And at this, at this point in time, we are tested less than maybe 40 who have been tested so far. And that means that a whole country has that we have that we have gotten beyond this. And that's why, you know, we the president saying that we're going to open the country back up, you know. Right now, we don't know right now who doesn't have, you know, the, the virus. Because right now, the only people who've been sick. No, and that's not a good thing because if you get right now, you see it was the process of being interviewed. You got to go to you know, the doctor interview, you get and then you get to the hospital. And that's not the whole country that's being, being done. That's why as we get information sometimes from the White House, it's kind of confusion, confusing to people because the medical people are saying one something. They're just saying something. I'll give you a good example. Right now, the country is in shutdown. And right now, they're having this conversation. In the state of Texas, they're saying next week, they're going to start opening the country back up. Well, people don't understand what's going on here. The only people in the country right now are the governors. If the president had taken control early on and shut the whole country down, he could have the back up. And so right now, only governors can open their states up. And, that's, and those governors have to make that decision one by one that what they want to do. So again, you got to understand what's going on. It may sound confusing, like oh, the virus, so the, you know, the, you know, the, the, the antidote for this virus, they keep telling you different different things to take. But remember, what doctor said they want to read that it would be one year to 18 months before this could be produced. And right now, we may get it sooner. That's when the CDC is going to get it done themselves. Uh, but right now, we got all the labs in the whole country, all the universities. So right now, you know, they're trying to do the best they can, the best they can now, you know, to, to come up with, you know, with an antidote, you know, for us to get beyond this. And also, uh, uh, one thing that we do for the world, okay, has been working. That means say at least six people, people. If you can't really go out, please wear a face mask and please wear your hands and stay inside. Because right now, it has been proven that those things do work. And to keep in mind, this requires respect no one. 
and right now the blacks are being hit harder than anybody else. And so again, uh, as, as the figures come in, we have to figure out now how we can figure out how to do that and understand that. And while this is going on, we said that can not just no, no people to understand the governors have to control. I give you an example in the, in the state of Kentucky, the governor orders no uh <laughs> the orders uh, you know but this is good here the governor uh uh goes orders that the people in the state were to stay in and so he so what he's doing any 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 gathering that they find out that takes place what he's gonna do is have the police. You know, everybody's license plate number that's at that gathering. Every license plate, and then he's going to have the health department go to those homes and put up a 14-day quarantine sign for everybody within those buildings. Now, that's what he's doing in, in, in Kentucky. So each governor is doing different things as we, as we go through this whole process. And that's why I said that the gentleman down in Texas, they're doing something different. So again, depending where you are, it's just going to be very confusing. Now, also, uh, New Orleans is still very much a hot spot. New York is sort of the city is sort of level off a little bit. But Chicago, uh, out in uh, in Colorado, uh, in New Orleans, I said before, is it, it, a very hot place to be. And, and one of the things we find out that the um, that the Midwest, where we located at here, that we're starting to kind of heat up, for like a better description. Uh, we have had more deaths, you know, we had a couple more deaths over you know, this past evening, uh, and the numbers are jumping here in St. In St. Louis and in, in Kansas City, and I've got the positive area here in, in St. Louis. So again, all we can say is, is please listen to what I said before. Wash your hands. I mean, if you have to sanitize them, you touch something. If you go out, wear gloves, put them on your hands, because you don't want to be touching the doors, uh, you don't want to be touching the doorknobs. You know, if you're on the elevator, all those buttons, all those things are being contaminated. So you want to make sure that you got to limit what you touch, what you do not touch. And also, uh, well, I was going to, you know, uh, give a thank you for all of the nurses, the doctors, the technicians, the maintenance work, the people that clean up the hospitals, the ones that kind of do the work, you know, make sure they are clean. Because they are the ones that are actually making, making sure that the hospital do not get contaminated. It's the janitors, okay? Those are the ones that's out there. You don't hear them talk about those people like that, but they're the ones that are making sure. And also, the police departments, the fire departments, and also EMT, you know, EMS workers, they go out to, you know, to, you know, to a call someplace. These put their lives on the line in their family. In some cases, when the doctors go home, or nurses go home, they cannot even deal with their family. They are in a room by themselves in most cases, you know, uh, help them. And so this is, this is separating the family. But these people right now are starting to die because they, but they are out here fighting for our lives. They're fighting for your life. No matter where you are in the country, whether we are in my voice right now, we have somebody around you, okay, that the hospital close by, the clinic close by. And also the National Guard is also starting to get more involved, building hospitals and stuff for, for These people right now are putting their life, and they're leaving their families at home to come out and do what we need to have done <laughs> to, keep, to keep us all safe. That's my dog in the background. 
And the Congress said, this is going to be real simple for you to do something. So again, this whole process is not being done fair. I mean, and, and while this is going on, we're losing lives. Every day we hear more and more and more and more and more, and more about what's not taking place that's benefiting us as a family, not just as a family, because right now, before we're all in this together. And that's a, and that's a true thing. And also, uh, while this is going on, the world still goes on. Uh, the, in, in, the, uh, in, fact, in the state of Missouri here, uh, our Secretary of the State is, uh, is calling his workers back to the work right now. Next week, he come back into the office. And the governor just shut the whole state down last week, okay, himself. So again, that's more mass confusion. But now having said that, the Secretary of State, what he's probably trying to do is knowing that the Secretary of State, in every, in every state, he's over the elections, the election workers. So no matter what's going on right now, the election workers are about to come into play in the next couple of months now. Because so you notice they've been putting elections off you know, the last couple of months. They've been saying they would elect them back, move them back further and further. Well, now uh, those elections, they have to take place, and that's by law. And so right now, we probably haven't heard of Ms. Spain, so you can hear it, okay? Uh, we had two candidates running for the Democrat nomination, uh, vice by President Joe Biden and Senator Bernie uh, Well, right now, Mr. Cordego, Senator uh, Sanders, decided to step down, you know, from this election, okay, which allowed uh, President, by President Joe Biden to, you know, to clearly focus on Donald Trump right now. And so right now, uh, you know, as he focused on Donald Trump, uh, uh, Vice President Biden had made a commitment early on that he was going to choose a female to be on the ballot with him. Well, right now, as much as Missouri Black Team of Commerce and our folks, okay, and our team, we're asking him to consider Senator Kamala Harris, Senator from California, as a black female as his running mate. We think she's qualified. She ran for president. Uh, she's a former prosecutor for the state of California. Uh, she's been a senator. She knows what's going on. And I say that because President, President Joe Biden campaign has was dead until the black females came out in South Carolina and other states and saved his campaign. Saved him, saved him, but he was behind. And all of a sudden, when we went to North Carolina, South Carolina, but Senator Claiborne, I mean, I mean uh, Congressman Claiborne, stepped up and endorsed him. And since that time, it's like been like a blue wave. Everyone has gotten behind him, and especially the black females in this country. So now, will that take place? I don't know. But all we can do right now is ask them to do that. Hopefully, they will do that. And also, uh, one of the things here in St. Louis, in St. Louis County, every week we always said that uh, 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 hijacking, the carjacking, you know, and, and murders, you know, having Virginia to go up and up, up, okay, well, they are sort of kind of, they haven't stopped, okay, they are slowing down a little bit as we, as we go through this process, mainly because there's less people on the street, you know, and less people are driving also. And we just hope, you know, when this is over, that people understand that, uh, that please, please, please be careful about, you know, taking care of your fellow, your fellow people and getting along. 
one of the things that this uh, uh, thing that we're going to do now with the uh, with the uh, with the uh, being locked in, shut in, stay in, that we are finding out that our family members, okay, that there are things we can do in our own home. We have become a society that everything was on the go. People was moving, 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 and now you're gonna acquaint with with your family members. You're gonna acquaint with you. Matter of fact. My granddaughter, uh, you know, down in, in Macon, Georgia, uh, she had texted me, you know, a couple, couple of days ago that she needed to talk to me, you know, privately. And I said, okay, so I talked to her. And I always listen, listen to your grandkids and to the young kids and young people. They want to talk to you. This is what's on their mind. And so she called me, and I called her at least. And I said, what's wrong, baby? She said, well, I'm, I don't like being in a house. I'm an outside person. And I'm just a fan of her. How the best was, she got on telephone, she got on TV. And all these things that you have, all you don't have, you got the internet, God has given you. So right now, appreciate what God has given you in your homes. Think about the TVs you give you. Think God for your homes, for the furniture that which you have. And appreciate those things and share when you can with other people. You know, right now, if you saying this, this word, we're in this together, well, don't let that be a word, a statement. Let's all be together in what we're doing. Because it's very important that that become a reality. Now, Scott, we're going to take a small, small break, okay? And uh, uh, you got a song lined up for us there? Yes, sir, I do. Okay, well, just know we're going to take a small break, and we'll come right back. Life is good. FreemanGlithyOntario.com. Much with the Zoomers in the family. Folks, start getting your head. 
So now one one of the big highlights, okay, that that's taken out of this was been a Trailblazer Award. And, and just for uh, clarification, I met Miss Daniels, okay, and she called me. I was sitting there, sitting in a grocery parking lot, and my phone rang. It was Miss Daniels, okay, and I didn't know who she was, and she knew who I was, and she asked me, you know, the, the non-business people you know, for the Trailblazer Award in, uh, in Indianapolis, okay, to what she was doing, and that was highlighting people, you know. Who who had not been given an opportunity to be exposed in the community. And I gave us some names and stuff, and that's how we met. You know, in front of there, God has blessed us to do a lot of things together, but the children the ones that have grown. And in Indianapolis, we had it that, that year as the Madam T.J. Walker Theater Tell us about that in Absolutely. So that was our third um, Trailblazer Award. Um, and that third-year class, and so the, the Trailblazer Award bring people from across the generational spectrum, across um, different expertise, and honor them, tell their story, the part of the story that generally is not told. So we're honoring the gangster rappers. A lot of times people don't know that the gangster rapper a lot of times has given back more to his community than a lot of the other people in the community. So that, that's the purpose of the Trailblazer Awards and, and yes, sir, uh, you were honored because most people, uh, you know, a lot of people, they want to highlight themselves. And so our Trailblazers are people that are always looking to create opportunity and avenues for other people. And so that is what we saw in you. When we called to get information, you freely opened and shared and pushed us into Chicago and and on and on from, you know, from that point. Well, 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 for one, you know, uh, uh, let me describe, okay, when my wife and I went to Indianapolis, we went down to the Pacific it, it was ice cold that day, <laughs> but uh, we went in there, at the door, you had someone greet us, there was a sign to us, okay, we had dinner prepared by the chef of Indiana Pacers, you know, you know and we had a, a red carpet, so tell us about that, that event, like that, you know, to play, in the Trailblazer Awards. Yes, sir. So what we what we want to create with the Trailblazer Awards is the you know the a VP level uh, type of award show. What we believe is that everything that we need as a culture is within our hands, from entertainment to um, business across the board. And so what we do is we highlight community leaders, entertainers, people who are child prodigies um, together, and then we have entertainment. So there's a red carpet section where podcasters can come out and meet uh, the trailblazers and network with other people. Um, and and that it, it's just a win-win because the trailblazers um, get a chance to kind of connect with younger people who are ambitious and creating companies and it really gives uh you know some of the younger podcasters um you know materials to work and and, and you know and the chef you know the chef works for the papers but he wants to build a catering company so it gives people the opportunity to uh, highlight their companies um, you know, through our VIP experience where we highlight artists and other people and so the whole concept is to have an event that caters to the people through um, the people's business, through their businesses, through what it is that they do. 
both are voting for the Grammys and the Oscars. And the Trailblazers Awards is far more democratic and far more community-based than either one of those two. So uh, that's one of the main things I think that makes the Trailblazers Awards so, so special. You know, Ron, you hit on a good note there. I remember one of the gentlemen there, uh, he got to award, okay. He was saying his mama was there, you know what I mean? He was, you know, and you know, two guys there, you know, one did my mother's birthday, and had birthday. You know, it was, it was so personable, okay, the people that was there, that they felt, in the audience, okay, felt that they were poor. Oh, we, 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 we used to get the best court, okay? What we did in Kansas City, okay, Missouri, we used a big old baseball hall of fame there, the museum there. And we had dinner inside the museum on the playing field, which is a beautiful, beautiful experience all by itself. And then in the lobby, okay, we had stage, entertainment, tables sitting around, and we had the big screen in there for people who walked around the stage. And all of this is taking place for black folks. Real black right. folks. Right. Appreciating them, their own selves. And, and what we were doing was highlighting people and everybody knowing the community. And I will say that, okay, uh, since this event in Kansas City, the, the people there said it was a, one of the best black events that they have seen in their life, okay, with such a first class. Now, Ms. Daniels and Ron, you know, okay, it wasn't the best we could do because this year, uh, next year, we're going to have a gospel fest. But then we're, we're going to have a health fair to go along with the fair. And we're going to have things with the hip hop. So all these things coming together, we, we're kind of reaching out to all the community people. And that's what other award shows don't do. Am I right, Ron? Very, yeah, you're very, very right. And the other thing is, it's so important that many of these people have done great things for many, many years. And there's very little uh, recognition for it. And you know, these people don't care about that necessarily, but they feel good that somebody has taken the time to actually let people know what they've done. And also it's inspirational to see mm-hmm. people who have been doing these things for so long and without the transfer they deserve. Well, she just said, there, I gotta tell this, uh, you can't see the restaurant called Peachtree Restaurant who served our food for us. And we honored the, the lady that was the founder of it, okay? Well, she said she couldn't, she couldn't make it on stage, but guess what? She's back there serving the food. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and she should have been for being up on stage and getting no award, okay? She's back there serving the community, you know, doing what she does best. Because she wants to make sure that we have first class enough for the food and stuff, which was, which was very good. And and so it was those things, and what, we, what the Trailblazer Award does that I love so much is, okay, that you bring the young people into the program so they can be a part of what's going on. Because one of the things with our black kids and young people, you don't see us and you know, the, the, the older people want to work with them. One of the things that Black Chief Commerce, Black Chief Commerce, we do is we want to train the next generation of uh, entertainers, doctors, lawyers, all those people, okay, need to be inspirations to some people coming behind them. And then we become a legacy as we go forward. And then what the trip is does, it becomes a legacy for, you know, for your neighbor and for your people in your neighborhood that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, now, Ms. Daniels and Ron, I'm, I'm going to kind of pull, uh, expose you guys here. Now, you guys do one in the trailblazer Award tonight, right? 
So you get you yeah. have a newsletter. You can, you know, you got a newsletter. Okay, you guys are things that you do like follow stuff. Tell us other stuff you, you guys do. Not just not just the Jeremy's awards. Well, what what are, uh, we we also do do a conference, um, and we maintain um, postings on social media to keep the community up-to-date with news that is going on, um, sharing people's press releases, and Ron, Ron can tell you a little bit more about that. He runs that. But one, one of the things that I wanted to really uh, talk about is the ability to circulate the black dollar by doing business with everything on the ground and by being connected with us as a member. And so... Um, you know, we have so many issues within the community from dealing with this coronavirus and, um, and you know, and the, and the list goes on and on. But one thing that, um, that I feel that everything underground can serve is as an organizing tool. And so I just encourage people to connect uh, because then you're spending money with me and then I in turn, what I tell people is, all of our demographics, everyone's demographics um, for their business is different, but everything underground is booming. And so what we want to do is to improve technology and, and we want to uh, improve events and continue to create opportunities to enhance the people who are on the platform. So that, that's the main piece that we want to do. And another thing, okay, that we're closer with the churches also. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So there's a purpose behind the Trailblazer Awards. It's a great event on its own. And then we also do a conference um, where we take the same people who are, you know, trailblazers and, and uh, business leaders who participate in our VIP experience in the Trailblazers, and then they... Um, run workshops um, and so now some of the things that we're looking to do is to create licenses so that people can take the programs and take our boss up, uh, take our newsletter systems and utilize those things. So right now one thing that we do have for the churches that we want to start talking about and getting out is to help them to be able to service their communities with information about the coronavirus um, just giving them a basic layout um, that where information can easily be added, uh, giving them a, a system that they can use to get information into people's mailboxes in, in, in areas that they serve. So that's, that's pretty much the purpose behind some of the events is that we want to be a resource um, that helps the infrastructure. So very baseline infrastructure. Well, you, you know, one of the things, Daniel, that I love about okay on your newsletter that uh, it, it has a, a wide reach, okay, kind of just about what, what you guys are doing, and people can also be able to join and be a part of it. Tell us how they can do that. Yeah, so you can join at everythingunderground.com, or um, you can connect with us uh, from everything underground across any social platform, once you join, um, you, you're basically just saying, I approve this message and, and I'm a part of this. I, I, I agree with 
what it is that you're doing, I support what you're doing. Um, but something that happens if you are business owners is especially helpful. Uh, we have an automated system now that gives you a marketing, they help you put together a marketing plan. So what we're looking to do is to um, help you build your business right from where you are. And so the first piece is a marketing plan. We could, um, someone will give you a call, welcome you in. We can help you with consultations, help you with everything from a media kit, marketing, and also put you into events, um, or help you with your events. You know, not being isolated. You're connected to someone that is in business. You're connected with a, a firm that is looking to collectively find solutions to our issues. What you're saying is you showing people how to use social media. Uh, yeah, if I could add in, you know, one of my, my area of expertise is media. I mean, I've been in uh, media, both in journalism, print, and in uh, broadcasting for, uh, believe it or not, over 40 years. So uh, that's where I come in, is uh, one of the things I want to do. Well, let me tell you, okay, what are you telling us about your background, about your history? <laughs> well, I... Uh, <laughs> Okay, all right, all right. Uh, I started out, really started out in television as a producer uh, back in the 70s, but I really didn't like, uh, uh, writing is what I've always wanted to do. So I've been a, a newspaper editor, uh, I've been a uh, music critic, uh, and I'm still, I still do a lot of newspaper work now. I'm, I'm the sports entertainment editor for the Tribune, another one, Timothy Tribune which is the biggest black-owned newspaper in, in uh, Tennessee. That's another one of my jobs. So, uh, and I do a radio show. Uh, when, when, when the station's on the air, right now it's off the air, but I've done a radio show at the Fitz station for over 20 years. So, what's the name of the station? WFSK. It's Fitz University's radio station. Okay, Fitz University. Okay, Fitz University. Tell us about Fisk University. Now, yeah, I know, I know about the, 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 the your involvement with the education colleges in Nashville. Yeah, Fisk University is one of the nation's oldest uh, HBCUs, which is historically black uh, owned colleges, and uh, it's got a long storied history. I mean, the Fisk Lee singers go back to. Uh, the, the late 19th century in terms of when they started. And uh, Fisk also was very involved in the Civil Rights Movement, uh, the Race Relations Institute, which they're getting ready to uh, reorganize, by the way. So, so Fisk, and also Nancy at Tennessee State as well, and uh, American Baptist, which is one, and Mary. So, Nashville has four HBCUs. Yeah. I guess, you know, of all the ones that involved there, the one that's creating doctors has been there for years, so about that college. Yeah, Mahari Medical College is one of the oldest uh, black-oriented <laughs> medical universities in uh, the nation. And in the world. They've got, yeah, in the world, yes, yes. And uh, all types of both uh, medical and also, they have a, a, a lot of general facilities at my area as well, and nursing. So it's, it's very, very 
intricate ring well and uh, the tribune is done every year the tribune does a supplement on my hers which I work on I help write articles and edit that supplement for my hers every year and also uh, Miss Daniel's daughter is also in her white coat which means that she's about to become a doctor tell us about that <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't be mad, come on. Mm-hmm. 
if I can say one thing about Michelle is, I mean, she is the most outgoing person that I've met. And I've met a lot of folks. And I mean, she, I, she really could be in politics very easily. I mean, I've never met anybody who can relate to all types of people. You know, you know uh, people from, we'll say, upper class, middle class, lower class. I mean, she doesn't have any problems dealing with anybody. And I'm a very insular person by nature. I mean, because that most writers are. I mean, we like to read, we like to listen, and we like to put our ideas on paper. You know, but I'm not the world's most outgoing person. Whereas she is, I mean, she loves conversation. She loves to talk. She's very outgoing, very engaging. So she's, she's ideally suited for that position. Yeah. So I guess, I guess one of the things Ron, we're just talking about here is that one thing that we don't do a lot in our black community, okay, is collaborate together, okay, put our talents together and experience each other, and we're together. And that's one thing with Miss Daniels called me, okay. Uh, her and her husband came here to get on a radio show, you know, years ago. And one of the things that they wanted to do was go over to when Macabal was killed. We went over there, you know, and right. to the site. And then and, and, and going over there, okay, I saw her compassion how it affected her. Uh, just something she had read about, heard about, she was standing right on that site there. I mean, and she didn't know that I watched her face, okay? And I could see her hurt, you know, how she felt what took place there. And that's the thing right. that you can do, okay? You would agree. She can put herself in those places, okay? And be with those even more and feel what they feel. And that way you can help them feel what they're doing. And that's the thing I love about, okay, in my fact, I would be, we both would be remiss if we can talk about the man behind the woman. We all talk about the woman behind the man, okay? Yes. <laughs> okay, that's, that's something we always talk about, okay? But in this case, mm-hmm. my main dream is my baseball cool to a woman, okay? Uh, yeah. got a great man, okay, that followed her most times, okay? You know, it's a, it's, you know, it's a woman following the man, I'm like the right person, okay? But he, he followed her dream into her love working, okay? And get well, so sometimes, sometimes you gotta be the, the, the pay the bill, allow you to be yourself. You know, and be when you and And he believes what she believes in. And, she, and he supports what she believes in. And they make a hell of a damn good team. Through the French, okay? But, uh, yeah, but, uh, but, yeah, that's not my thing. <laughs> right, okay. Oh, no. yeah, your baby, and he loves you very much, okay. But I'm saying, it's that neutral, okay, that the blacks have to understand that most times, you know, black husband and wife can't work together. I mean, that, you know, that for some reason. But right now, okay, with you, her, myself, whether well, we'll create a neutral, okay, that we're going to deal on that's going to change the whole world as we speak. And I see that taking place. Already, because what we're doing here, this radio program we have today, is I want people to understand who you are, who she is, and who we're going to be together as a team. And then we can help our community. Because yes. you know, we need help very badly, okay? And, and I'm saying, not only do we need it in, in Indianapolis, okay, well, you know, like this virus is something that made everybody on equal playing field. Everybody's on equal playing field, no matter who you are. 
a matter of fact, you know, that we had this, that the uh, thing they you know, the, with the, uh, with the real estate, you know, um, we went to this press a couple of years ago where we going to another profession as we have right now. And that's when we got to come together as a families right now. You know, and forget about the Katie stuff. You know, and, and, and be for real. And that's one thing that she does, okay, with everything underground, you know, and with also the thing that she's doing, she's providing a platform for people who don't understand how to get into the media. Once I get in there, what do I do next? Right. Well, she got that in place for you. Well, how do I communicate with some people? She got that for you. You know, I, you know, I'm kind of, you know, you know she's getting bashful now, okay? But when she's down on the radio, she ain't bashful. Okay. You know, because I think that I think that I can kind of see, or uh, you know, what is when when we have an issue within the culture, a way that we can solve the issue by what we already have. So, one of the issues that we are having right now that I know me and Ron and a couple of other people. We're doing some research to put a piece together that we're going to be sharing on everythingontheground.com. But what we see is, you know, how our numbers, are, how we are being disproportionately affected by the coronavirus. Yes. And so one of the things that we see and we know is the link and connection is our is the jail system. Because the jail system, they cannot self-isolate. Um, you know, they can't separate. There's no room for that. And so I, I told, I, you know, I had been talking with Ron about this for the last couple of days. And then this morning, my husband shared something with me that he did. He did, you know, Big Sean and, and a lot of other uh, voices. And so basically what, what the conclusion that we're coming to is that as you know, kind of what some people are coming to is that we're going to have to save ourselves. We're going to have to figure this thing out. Um, and, and like one lady was saying, at the same time, some people have to still be challenging um, the government, the systems, and trying to get the help that we need from outside. So meanwhile, from the inside, one of the things that I know that Ron has expressed to me that he's been passionate about is the misinformation about the coronavirus. So one thing that I, I do think would be valuable is if we could put um, the standard information out on this newsletter and the pastors will get the format and then the only thing basically that they're changing is the message for, from them. Uh, and of course they'll see that format before they give it out so that the community, those people who are not on Facebook, who are not connected, those people who do not understand what is happening, that we let them know that yes, young people can transfer this to older people. Um, and, and, and people coming out of prison can transport this. And so meanwhile, what can we do in our families, in our communities while we're locked in? We're going to have to keep help keep things separated. Can people get transitional houses or can they go to another family member? It's just a matter of us having these conversations with each other and putting that truth out, that standard truth about the coronavirus and also giving people information what they could be doing to stay healthy. Um, you know, along with, yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, because one of the things, okay, that, uh, that, uh, 
this come out as a mystery book, okay? They're saying that magic technology uh, is part of the virus, coronavirus, you know, and, and so, uh, and not really that business, as you know, and so, uh, so and so is Reverend, Reverend Lyles also, and so it's really information, okay? And, and, and I try to explain to you, which we have a sort of saying, a cell phone tower will give off, give off less radiation than a microwave oven does. And there's no way, okay, that, that, that coronavirus, okay, can come through a, a cell phone tower. Because, I mean, that's what I'm saying. This is information that's going around and taking us in the wrong direction, okay? I'm trying to grab us away from technology. When you come to technology, Absolutely. I had that same message, Mr. Ira. It actually came in my inbox. I could send it to you so you could see what people are talking about. I know that that's not true. But again, that is where, because I'm not good with getting names, but I read somewhere that uh, when we, when people hear statements, they can, their brain does not decipher between if it's true or if it's not. So kind of like when we keep saying it, even though we're explaining to each other, you know, it's like going through. So let's put the, the truth down and get that in the community. Let people go. Let a church have someone service their community and get that information door to door. Then we're going to have to start building our, our own infrastructure. And that's what we want to be a part of.
Nobody else, Lord. Nobody else, Lord. 